0: Hey guys, it's me, Josh Klein. You may recognize my dulcet tones from the One Day Contract, or it is what it is. Probably One Day Contract, if that's what you're listening to right now. Uh, wanted to let you guys know that we had a couple of audio issues tonight. Um, we had a microphone malfunction. Uh, JJ's takes were too hot; they melted the microphone. Uh, the defensive line was running the levels, and it was terrible. Whatever you want to, whatever excuse you want to use. Uh, the audio screwed up, and it's Colin's fault, and it certainly couldn't be mine, and I hate everyone, but the reality is, is that this was a great time talking to Jonathan Jones from Sports Illustrated, and we wanted to put it together so it's not quite the same audio quality that you're used to from One Day Contract from the rest of the Riot Network, but the quality of the takes and of the conversation is so good that you can't Help, but love it. Anyway, here's Nelly. See you on the other side. Welcome to One Day Contract. I almost let that thing play the entire song because I like them real dirty, dirty. You know how I do. Welcome to One Day Contract. My name is Josh Klein. You're used to hearing Nikki Wolf doing this intro, but she is out today. Uh, We wish her well. Welcome to One Day Contract, uh, the show where we sign a rotating media member to a one-day contract. The good news for them, they get to make some new best friends. The bad news, one-day contract does not pay even one dollar. We encourage you guys to check out Press Pause on this podcast Go check out some of our podcast mates. The Keep Pound Den podcast does live shows on Sunday after the game. They also do a Wednesday preview. We had F.A. Abada on It Is What It Is this week. We had the Roaring Riot podcast. Lots of stuff for you on the Riot Network. You can follow them at The Riot Network on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag one day contract. I don't know. Now I've really lost control of this intro. I'm not used to doing it. Nikki, but come back. I know we need her so bad. You heard his dulcet tones coming through right there. That's Colin Hoggard sitting to my right, not across the table from me. Columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, and someone who probably has a hot take on which color of Skittle is the best and why all M and M's taste the same. Those are both facts. We'll get into it later. Do you? What like which which Skittle is? Number one, like what's a hot like what's a hot skittle for you? I, I would I would think green, green. Yeah, what's wrong with green? I mean, it's just an odd color for for you to choose your favorite. You're,
1: you're asking me to pick a, a a flavor from the rainbow.
0: Yeah, that is true. So well, you want to taste it. That is you want to taste that rainbow. Uh, sitting across the table from you, I like to give everybody a, a general location of where everybody is so they all know Not what's going on. currently rotating. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a play-by-play. Play <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> going, far sideline. going left to right to left from my from my across viewpoint. Your podcast yeah, aisle. exactly. Uh, we have National NFL writer for Sports Illustrated and the Monday Morning Quarterback and former Tar Heel and former Ashbrook Mighty Green Wave. Err, Midi Grand wee, bup, all right. Yeah. And just survived five days in New Orleans on a bachelor party. Jonathan Jones is here. Very exciting. Is it a prince?
1: Who has a five day bachelor party? <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he said, hey, let's, uh, let's get down there early. I had to wake up at 4 a.m. to catch a 6 a.m. flight to Jacksonville for the Jags Pats game. Oh. And so I said, all right, well, if I don't get to really go enjoy Saturday, I'll at least get there early.
0: Yeah, well, I I guess that was okay, and I uh, I heard that there was another convention in town as well.
2: There was there was a uh, makeup and skincare convention in town, and oh. so that was um, it was a very large convention. Yeah, and uh, they travel in groups, it was very good.
0: They travel in a pack. Yes. from what I understand. Yes. the The thing is, is that I feel like it's one of those. Was it one of the like makeup and skincare that you see on Facebook, like one of, like your cousin has, or like? You know who I'm talking about? What are they called? Uh, Scams? Ro- yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, pyramid schemes. Oh. Pyramid <laughs> schemes. Uh, a, yeah, Rodan and Rodan, Rodan and, and Fields. Fields. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. Yeah. Oh, is th- that a scam?
2: I don't
0: know. I think so. Well, I mean.
1: Um, they they uh, tricked a lot of white
2: women to come down there <laughs> and spend a lot of money. <laughs>
1: according to my. <laughs> my you, can, you can win a pink car, right? that a different one. one. That's a different yeah. one.
0: Yeah, according to my Facebook feed, a lot of money can be made on Rodan and Fields from just the comfort of your own home. So that seems like a real that seems like a good deal. From th- sign up. All you have to do is get your friends to also sell sell makeup, and then you're going to be good to go. Yeah,
1: three friends, and then those three
2: friends will get three friends. Yeah,
0: and then t- they all buy um, that brand of laundry detergent.
1: Okay, I don't I'm, I'm going to look out for all the listeners here. If you're ever going to a bachelor party, particularly one in New Orleans, do not try and sell the other guys makeup while you're down there. That's <laughs> probably not the good.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's that's Just why people come in here. The, obviously, later Life on, we're going to be we're going to be previewing the Cincinnati Bengals coming up. We're going to be talking about the offensive line. We're going to be talking about a little bit of sports gambling, which I'm pretty excited about. That's what they call giving an overall view of the show. But now we talk about nonsense, and I want to talk for a minute about breakfast food because there's a really there's a new breakfast restaurant that's opening in Plaza Midwood. Uh, in 2019, it was my favorite breakfast restaurant when I lived, but did you hear that breakfast restaurant when I lived in, in Denver, it's called snooze. Okay. And we used to go there all the time. I feel like in Charlotte and like there, there just isn't like a go-to brunch slash breakfast restaurant aside from the waffle house. Right. I mean, that's the, like, if, is there a, like a one place where everybody's like, Oh, when you're here for in Charlotte, you have got to go to
2: so here's here's a mild take from me is that Charlotte prepare
0: for a lot of those
2: today. It's a it's a bad Sunday town. Like it's just like if you go like it's not a Dallas, it's not a Chicago, and I understand that those are major American cities, but there is not a place that everyone goes on Sundays. And I'm not talking about uh, on Panther Sundays. I'm talking about like all right, it's it's a great. Uh, 78 degree day in March, where are we going to go drink? Where are we going to go have brunch? There's no, you couldn't even list all three places, much less the one place that everybody goes. Yeah. yeah. So that's my mild take on Charlotte. I love Charlotte. I, I plan to live here forever, but it's a bad Sunday town.
0: I agree with you. I, I think that it's one of those things where it's like, I love to go out and I think, I think that maybe we're getting a little bit up in age for that kind of thing, but at the same time, I still love to go out for like an 11 a.m. like, oh, we're going to have mimosas with lunch like or with brunch. And like we're going to have, oh, the oh, but that Bloody Mary has a cheeseburger on top of it. You know, that kind of place like those kind of places I feel like don't exist here in Charlotte. Now, what is it at Snooze that you're particularly looking forward to? A couple of things. Uh, first of all, the breakfast burrito there is unbelievable. Like it is the size of your head. They make it with green chili on top and it's like it's it's a real it's a meal in and of itself. I think we have
1: different goals when we go for breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> that I do like
0: <laughs> chili for breakfast. Oh, <laughs> I like, oh see I'm a savory I like a savory guy. I'm I'm not a like a sweet, you know, one of those like, I'll have the carrot cake pancakes. Like I'm not I'm not gonna have those with like extra cream whipped cream. It doesn't do it for me. There are a lot of people out there. I'm all carbs, like yeah, on yeah. Sunday
2: mornings. Because you know the damage that you just did on Saturday, like sure, got to shovel and whatever hash browns you
3: have.
0: Oh yeah, I like them. What's your go-to Waffle House hash brown order? Scattered, smothered, covered. There you go. Yeah, I like them. Keep it simple. Chunked as well. Chunked is a good one. That's ham. Right? Yeah, that's ham. That's that's well. I'm gonna be drunk when I'm eating. I'm yeah, so I only do that on, on
2: Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, when you go to Waffle <laughs> House or Thanksgiving. After. Thanksgiving. <laughs> we stash it in the fridge, and so that's what we eat before the, the big. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: that's your your appetizer is scattered, smothered, and chunked.
2: That's right, because that's when I have the extra money for chunks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got
1: a little bit of extra scratch. Little Grandma's in town. She's gonna yeah. she's gonna slide you a five. Yeah. You go, get, <laughs> go take care of yourself, honey. I just still that for Oh
0: man, that is uh yeah. I don't blame you. You gotta get that money. Gotta get them chunks. That's all there is to it. I want to talk. So usually we do a segment called Nikki's super important question. Okay. Nikki's not here today. Up, so you know, absolutely uh, our our thoughts and prayers are with you obviously and you know we hope that everything anything that we can do to help please let us know if you're listening to this podcast which she probably is and probably yelling at me right now through her iPod saying what are you doing get to the important question. You don't mess up this question. Oh my god, and I am definitely going to mess up this question. The super important question today is Going to be the thing that I'm going to say right now. It is messenger bags. Cool or not cool. JJ, go.
1: Does this qualify? Is this? A, is this? Is,
2: that, is it like, is the, it,
0: so like I don't, so I think it's, yeah. So, okay. So I wear a backpack, right? And mm-hmm. I was having, I, I walk into work Two with a backpack on. Strap. Two strap, of okay. course. I'm, I'm okay. the coolest. Also, what <laughs> happened to straps while we're talking? Like it used to be one strap. It used to be, like, the cool way to wear your backpack, and then all of a sudden it just graduated to two straps. No, I go
2: one strap all the time.
0: Really? But also because
2: if you keep the two straps on in the back, you you get a pool of sweat going. So I like to keep my back aired out. Yeah. yeah. And I also, like, I've already, I've wandered or dry cleaned or ironed my shirt, so I don't want the wrinkles on on both shoulders. I just want it on one.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like then you're not uh, you're not symmetrical. You want that symmetry in your beautiful face and also on your shoulders. I just mean everybody's beautiful face, not yours. Well,
1: no, but I appreciate.
2: It. No, well, no, my, uh, my, uh, my question, question.
0: I'm here for you. Why? Well,
1: I, I have no question. I have no qualms with with having a man bag.
0: I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with a man bag either. But I feel like there is a certain age where you, I'm almost like too old for a backpack. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I made the transition, but I'm older than you. Yeah, are you? No, mm-hmm. oh, that's fun. This yeah. is a this is a great conversation. <laughs> I'm glad that I. I can't do
2: the messenger thing just yet. I, I like the the utility of the backpack. I like that I trust the backpack. I wouldn't trust that. You couldn't take that to, to Italy or Spain. Somebody's gonna come with a box cutter, and then everything's gonna fall out of the bottom. Yep. Yep.
0: And uh, yeah, and then all you're gonna lose all cents. of yeah, all your makeup and all your uh. That's right. And all my Dan and Fields. Exactly. <laughs> All your, your well, all your I iPads. To, I don't have to consider gone.
1: myself uh, with with international travel most of the time. Um, I'm not as worldly, and it <laughs> works well for me in my <laughs> small world.
0: <laughs> they don't, People aren't walking around Belmont
1: with <laughs> a with
0: a no. box cutter
1: to try and take you out. No, I. But I did feel that I felt the pressure to make the transition because I felt like it was too. The, the
0: backpack at some point becomes too juvenile. That there wasn't a, a man pack option. There should be a man pack option. I feel like that maybe we should come up with a better name than man pack. But yeah, uh, I feel like there should be some. I guess this is it. I think messenger
2: Backpack bag the is it. But problems. I had a really solid like leather briefcase, you know, like the, the strong brown leather briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. I would rock with that. It wouldn't be a, you know, a, a legitimate briefcase, but yeah. a, a 2018 briefcase.
0: Yeah, like like what like Kramer carries the briefcase and he carries crackers in it. <laughs> What's in your briefcase? Crackers. <laughs> Similarly, that's what's in my message back. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm not that
1: worried about the, the international thieves. Yeah, crackers. Oh no, and my rubbers. toast cheese. <laughs> <How much> toast <laughs> cheese?
0: Uh, all right, that was fun. Good, good, terrible, super important question, but they always are. So let's get to our the first regular segment of all the regular segments that we come to: offensive line party chat. The Panthers will be starting, most likely, the same offensive line that they did last week. This week, how do you think that they performed last week against uh, Atlanta, Colin?
1: I think all told, you have to give them a passing grade. I mean, they definitely – there were plays that, that didn't go well, but when you pull someone off the street that week to play left tackle and you only have a handful of plays that go that way, I think you have to give everybody a, a thumbs up for making it work um, in short notice like that.
2: I'm going to agree. You know, Cam was only sacked twice. Um, you know, I, I saw one where he definitely held the ball too long. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna get into the checkdowns, I'm sure, but there were plenty of times where I thought he had more time in the pocket and didn't have to check it down. And so, to Colin's point, uh, yeah, this isn't this, this isn't the uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive line of the '90s. There's no doubt, and uh, we have to uh, permit for some mistakes. But overall, all things considered, they played pretty decently.
0: I have a question uh, I'm going to it to you guys. Do you think that that there is a chance that Chris Clark could keep this job for the entire season? Or do you think that there is no possibility of that happening? Like, when Matt Khalil comes back off of IR, he that is his left tackle spot. 100%. They're just – he's holding the door for him.
2: Yeah, I think Matt's going to be coming back. Yeah. I don't think there's really any doubt. No. Matt can play – Chris Clark can play really well. They bring Matt in. They slide Chris Clark out to right or wherever they're going to put him or just, you know, beat the number six offensive lineman. But if Matt plays poorly in a game and a half or so, I don't think there's any hesitation to, to bring him back in.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it, in, a, in a situation and a group that's so – continuity is so important. To me, if you have a guy that comes in and plays seven games really well And I'm not saying that he's going to play seven games really well. This is such a – it's a super hypothetical thing. But if that is to happen, then to come back in and say, okay, here's this guy that we know didn't play incredibly well last season. He He was fine. He was contract. He showed flashes, but he didn't play up to 55 million. So you're not going to cut Khalil. But at the same time, is it – I don't know. I feel like there might be a little bit of hesitation to be like, Okay, let's put him in for a game and then if he stinks we'll just pull him back out again.
1: Well, I think it depends also how Clark plays, and I know we're, you know, hypo uh, you know, hypoth- or hypoth- hypotenusing, yeah, I think hypotenusing. is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um A squared plus B squared equals C squared equals Chris Clark. Chris Clark C squared. Exactly. Uh, thank you. Somebody called him C squared. <laughs> <laughs> we're just saying math stuff. That, that the reality <laughs> is he's going to have more I mean, like he gave up a, a, a sack right before Two-minute warning in the first half to Tack McKinley. He's going to have more of those over the next seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just that's the reality of it. So, it, I don't think I don't think the question is, do you want to replace a guy that's going to be a a. Uh, a, a a pro bowler but that walked off the street with Matt Khalil, it's going to be, do you want to replace a guy that walked off the street with Matt Khalil? Because there's going to be those moments over the next two months.
2: No credit to him for being in the league as long as he has as an undrafted, but there's a reason that he's been now on five different teams. Yep. And yep. so, like, to think that he is going to... I, I, I totally understand the hypothetical, but to think that he's going to play incredibly well for the next seven games, it's it's a difficult proposition.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, I, I like to... I like to look seven games down the road and try to pretend like we're going to, you know what I like to do is I like to ask questions that might inspire discussion. Cause that seems like something that we should be doing is discussing stuff.
2: We're telling That's people it. what to
3: believe. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> everyone is like,
0: everyone right now is selling stock in backpacks yes, yes. and they are trying their best to come up with some sort of man bag, man pack. And, Can, just uh, be a pack?
2: Can we just call it a pack?
0: Just a pack. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, just grab my pack out of the car, right. and then, uh, and then it, you need to be able to carry it easily, though. Like that's my thing with the backpack is that I've just got it on my back.
1: Well, JJ Sweatspots point is well taken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a real, that is a real occupational
0: hazard. I feel like somebody probably should name their fantasy team JJ Sweatspots. <laughs> That's like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just suggesting that for, for the, the 2019 listeners. season. Yeah, you exactly. You're expecting like a mid-season <laughs> yeah. change. I got to change my <laughs> luck. Maybe they're
2: a basketball uh, fantasy <laughs> team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or like soccer fantasy. Is that a thing? They have those? I hope not. Uh, I hope not either. Uh either. I uh, also, uh, staying on the offensive line for a minute, Trey Turner. Second concussion in as in many years. He's obviously, I don't think he's going to play this week. I think they're going to give him another week to get get ready, but, in in this day and age, in the day of concussions and and CTE, how how much is too much from a concussion perspective? Like, uh, do you do you think that they should that we should be leaving it up to the and by we I mean the NFL I guess should be leaving it up to the players? Because you're taking a lot of stuff out of the players' hands when you say here's the protocol you have to pass all these tests to come back into the game, but then you do leave it up to the players of like you can have as many concussions as you want. We're never going to force you to.
2: Right, well the difficult part is, and, and doctors and scientists will tell you, no one really knows what a concussion is, and so that's the tough part. And so Gary Plummer, the former uh, the great linebacker, he just spoke with, uh, as Chris Bauer for this really long story, he's, he posits that he had 2,000 concussions over his career. And so if you talk to a neurologist, they'll tell you that subconcussive hits, I don't know, 10, 12 subconcussive hits that you may have at one practice, equals one, oh my gosh, you just got knocked the F out on the field. But you have those every day of practice. And so, if we, if one person could determine that this is a concussion, but then the next person could determine, no, he's fine to go back in. So, did he have a concussion or not? We had the same thing with Luke Keekley what was it, uh, last year, where they never really said if he had a concussion or not. Like we never yeah. actually knew. And so, that's where you get into the science of all this. So. Putting a number on it, I don't think you can do because science can't tell you what a concussion is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think it. I, I heard on the the ring one of the Ringer podcasts they were talking about how uh, you know speculating from a distance, of course, about about Carolina, but saying if Luke got one more, he should probably be done. It's like I, I don't know how you can say that uh, from f- particularly from a distance about about anybody because as JJ just said, you know, we half the time it, it, the conversation is. It's the sub-concussive blows that are actually doing the damage. But then, if anybody you know has a hit over the middle of the field on a Saturday or a Sunday, then everybody's flocking to that conversation, even though it's like, wait a minute, I thought this was the the real damage was over time. And and I th- I think the number that JJ you know th- th- getting thrown out there, two thousand concussions for a guy. I it seems like it seems. Implausible based on what we think we know about concussions, but then you think about the way these guys played, and that you don't have to go back very far to see guys get knocked out, and then even have the announcer saying, "Hey, you got you need the smelling salts, gonna have to walk that one off." And and it, and from an ignorance, not not and not in a bad way, but just not knowing. And now we are fast forward to the point where I feel like a lot of people on the outside are acting like they know everything about concussions now, and unfortunately, the guys are the ones that are dealing with them. And people are trying to determine their kind of fate for themselves.
2: It's Kiki's health. It's everybody's health. It's whatever they decide. But I will say, and everyone knows this and everyone listening to this knows this, it's really tough to see Luke get injured, Mm
3: -hmm. like
2: no matter what. And you you pray it's not the brain every time he kind of stays on the ground for a second. And that fear is is troubling. To even have that fear sitting in the press box, I think, is, is a troubling thing to say about the sport itself.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's such a – one thing that you said was that you look back a little bit and it's like there was so much – the ignorance, yes, but it, we used to have – I mean, how long ago was it that the jacked-up jacked segment on, was yeah, on? Seven I years ago. Mean, that, that, was, that, was, yeah, that was six years ago. Like, that's insane. And now we're at a point where where they're pu- actively putting in rules to take this stuff away and saying, like, this kind of stuff has no place in football when six years ago you were being right. celebrated. Right for it it's it's such a huge change and it makes me not concerned but interested to see where this is going to go from from here next you know like what does the game look like six years from now if this is what it looked like six years ago
1: I thought Von Miller's point talking about the quarterbacks where he said don't try and tackle the quarterbacks just try and grab the ball I I feel like that is the future of pass rushing in the NFL is that these guys are going to get there and they're going to try and swipe the ball they're going to swap the ball whatever rather than trying to plant these guys, which I think is, you know, long-term good. I, I was actually texting a buddy this weekend when after the cam hit that you have Terry Bradshaw talking at halftime about this hit, about a guy getting ejected, and yet Terry Bradshaw, during his playing career, doesn't remember playoff games because of hits that he took, and yet now he's common like, it has changed so dramatically, you know, much in it, you know, and, and I would say even 30 years, but really it's been even less than We're that. We're going to really
2: start seeing guys go after the quarterback's arms now. And I don't think there's any doubt that defensive line coaches, excuse me, are going to be teaching that um, because college football is not going to teach it because they don't have those those rules in place. Yeah,
1: yeah. you can okay. still take three steps and take a run at a kid for some reason. <laughs> uh, by the way,
2: Jacked Up ended in 2008, so that was, okay. that was okay. 10 years ago. All right, and so and
1: it's been a decade without Jacked up. And we still find we still find a way to to get make sure that those big hits find their way into the into oh social yes. media but under the auspices of being concerned about the safety. Oh my goodness, look at this hit Cam Newton
0: took. Yeah. Aren't we concerned about his safety? Let me just replay <laughs> it a bunch of times cuz it's it's fun those big hits are fun though. I mean, uh, like uh, and and it does it takes you uh, not out of it, but it does it like like JJ said, when you're in the when you're in the press box and you literally every big hit, you're like, oh yeah. no. Yeah. Like you could see. So the this past week, you could see Cersei get a concussion, mm-hmm. and then he stayed in for another right. play. And it's like, mm, like you, like we saw it. Obviously, the, the whoever New York or wherever the concussion center is, well, oh, the building, yeah, they yeah. There, upstairs. yeah. They, they they saw it, but it still was one play too late. So he was in there play, for another right. play. Who knows what he could have done during True. that play. And it's just, it's. I mean, yeah. It's.
1: In that instance, I really feel like there's some personal responsibility that has to step in, though. Like I know these guys don't want to take themselves out. I understand it. I get it. I'm not saying I would take myself out in that spot, but everybody's had those briefings now. Everybody's had those, you know, those talks now. And I get that. And it's such a hard mindset to break for. And these it's guys. a split
2: second. To say, I mean, it literally is. You have 25 seconds well, to decide. Well. And yeah. he's
1: and he's also got to figure out I need to know this play cuz I'm still out here on the field and, he, and, and you yeah. know and, and, I, and I think that was I think that's what TV was showing at the moment or that you guys are talking about that seriously was trying to you couldn't tell was he trying to get his bearings or was he trying to get yeah. the play call but you know
0: and it's also there th- it, the concussion thing is so is frustrating because you don't you, again you don't know what a concussion is so you can't say oh well I'm definitely concussed I got to come out of the game as opposed to like well I got my bell rung but is getting your bell rung That's getting right. concussed I don't know I've never had a concussion I've never been even been in a fight before so like I don't know what it's like to get punched I feel like if I got punched in the face I'd be like Whoa, I'm con- I'm concussed. Excuse my language. <laughs> like, I just,
1: I didn't, that just came you, out of nowhere. You punched me, I'm fucking, excuse me, fight's over, I'm fucking concussed.
2: Isn't, isn't it like, you have a brain injury, and now you're asking your brain to tell you that you're injured? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, there, yeah. there is a, a paradox there, right? Like, so, yes, he, he did suffer a brain injury. In the 25 seconds, as you're trying to get the play call, do you go off the field or whatever? Can, is the neuron hitting the synapse? Like, can you actually put it together? Can I don't you know. know.
0: Yeah, I I don't know either. And I, I, I think that we, I, you know, it's just, I, I we're certainly not the first three dudes to have a conversation about concussions and whether what's too far, but I just think it's, uh, especially with somebody like Trey Turner or Denora Searcy or even Luke Keekley because Luke Keekley is literally one play away from us having, from this being the national yeah. discussion. Yeah. And, and, and again, because last year people were saying that he could retire. He should which, retire. Which, but even like,
1: was it last year when he was, no, it wasn't last year when he had the concussion and he was cleared, but then they kept him up. That, was, oh. that, that was, that was, that two was
2: years. That was when they were not going to, 16. yeah, 16,
1: 16, 16. Yeah. Okay. So, but but people will go look. He missed he look he missed all these games. It's like well he was clear. And he's he's it's, like it's like it's like yeah, yeah. I mean I just think this conversation. We're sitting here. We've watched this team for years, and yet I don't think we'd have a consensus on what Luke's future is or what Luke's be, even as watching as closely as we have. Speaking on this team, and yet people feel compelled to make comments. I, I think from from a distance that I just think it, I think it's truly unfair to these guys because it, it, I don't think it's. Like if Luke gets another, were to get another concussion, heaven forbid. But if you were to get another one, and then continue to play, and then it's like, well, the the narrative was you're, he was supposed to stop. So now he's, you know, like, and that's not fair to put put on a guy. Sure. And and I just think that this concussion co- conversation is as important as it is. I think people have to you, you have to rein it in, and and I think you have to trust a little bit in these players and their
0: own. Right. You, you think know, personal y- responsibility is I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't I honestly don't know the answer whether it's personal responsibility or whether there has to be I mean, there there. are you know, if a guy is out there with a broken who was it, Ronnie Lott that played with a broken pinky yeah. and then they had to they had to so like the NFL didn't step in when he had a bro, when his pinky was hanging on by a ligament. So Well, the NFL's not stepping in right now, and does anybody want to bet that Aaron Rodgers
1: knee is hundred percent? Yeah, nope. Sure and I mean, don't. And and granted, head and knee are are different things. But I, I will say we watch Luke now, and the most the guy that is most akin to in terms of like when you're watching, and you're just going, "Please don't go down." Was Sean Livingston? If you remember, Sean Livingston had an awful knee injury early yeah. in his career, and he came back and played briefly with the Bobcats, and it was it was like five years later, and still you'd like watch like between your split fingers going, "Please don't yeah, hurt I think that, knee again. Work that Bobcats knee again." That knee gets into this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's got a whole take on Raymond Felton that's coming up soon that I'm (laughs) that I'm excited about. His face
1: doesn't even fit in like the
0: headshot photo anymore. (laughs) 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 Let Raymond live, all right? Oh, he's living. Yeah, (laughs) he is living. He is living every day like it's right outside of players. Uh, I think that yeah, I I just wanted to get that joke in and then move on. I couldn't have another. Worth it, worth it. Uh, It kind of leads me. It leads us into. We're talking about Luke. Is, I, I had this thought earlier today and yesterday. Is Luke Kuechly more important to the Panthers than Cam Newton is?
3: No, no. Okay. I, okay. Right. I, I all understand right. the
2: question, but the quarterback position is the most important position in sports. Not just American sports, but sports. So I do understand, but if you take Luke Kuechly out and you insert uh, David Damon. Mayo, the defense is not going to be as good. There's no doubt at all. But a team isn't going to run. Sixty points up on the Panthers' defense. They're just not. You take Cam out of this offense and replace him with his backup. Whoever, who is it? Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Wheels Heineke. Wheels Heineke. Great or yeah, yeah. Um, because he, he's just no good. Like I, I, I don't want to be like the national guy who's like, oh, I don't even know. What, but seriously, like he's no good. So I don't. There's no, no reason no, to, no, to have to worry about it. Because if if Cam goes down, that's that's it for this team. If Luke Kuechly goes down, this team can still make the playoffs. It will be difficult, but they can still make the playoffs. Cam goes down, season shot.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I agree with you. I I think, obviously, both of them, Cam, it's a 1-2, obviously. And Cam is right up there. But to me, I think that what you see from Luke so much, like every play that he's in, that defense is so much better, and he not only, like, from a personal standpoint makes the plays, but the way he arranges people. I think that if you took him off the defense, they would just not be good. I think it, you're looking at, like, the not, uh, the Bills is not the right comparison. You're looking, they're and they're the looking at, like, yeah, exactly, like, uh, and that's,
2: that's not a good are defense. Are still, or go the Chiefs are probably going to the playoffs.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. Who And I'll ask you, who are Cam's KK and Dontary or KK and Star? Because – when those guys keep Luke clean, he looks great. When those guys don't, as we saw this past weekend in Atlanta on some plays, he doesn't. I mean, he, he's still a great player, but he can't do it all himself. And he has had since he's been here, by and large, he's had two big defensive tackles in front of him, and that's made his job easier. And that's a good job by the Panthers to keep him, try and keep I him clean. That, yeah. But I don't think Cam, even e- particularly with the last, you know, this season and last year with Greg Olson, like who even who has done as much for him as those guys have done. A
2: healthy Ryan Khalil. Like, when when Khalil was healthy, and, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he's not looking like he's playing healthy right now. Um, but a healthy Ryan Khalil and, and a Greg Olson when he was hitting those three consecutive thousand-yard seasons, that would be it. But they're still not as important to Cam as – or as vital to Cam's success as the two defensive tackles in front of him.
1: Because I'd argue right now you could say that Christian McCaffrey is the best wingman he's had on offense. Ever. I really Well, so I think 2011, that team with Smitty that still had Smitty, the the Shockey, that was the best offense collectively that Cam's played with. I think since that season, this is the best one. And I think, and it's no disrespect to Greg, but Greg's a guy that catches five, six balls a game. I mean, McCaffrey's doing that in the first half. Yeah.
2: Which he probably shouldn't be. be.
1: Why is that? that Why do you
0: think that is? We're talking now. We're gonna now. We're switching over to the checkdown conversation.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I'll, so I watched most of the game live, and then I had to go to the Jacks Pats game. So I went back and I watched it today. And as I mentioned earlier, it seemed like, you know, and again, Cam talked yesterday about it, I'm just taking what the de- defense gives me, and I know that that's kind of player speak and, and cliches. But a lot of times, like defense, I thought was giving him more, and he yeah. just it was yeah. going to Christian. It was going, and I thought that it was kind of force feeding Christian. And I heard Ron yesterday say. Um, no, this is going to open up things in the future, and I understand p- playing the long game. I understand the chess match of football, right? But right. it didn't look like that's what it was. Like, hey, we're just going to feed Christian today so that we hit Devin Funches on a post in week four. That's not what it looked like to me. Yeah. For week five. They don't yeah. Week
3: four.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was I, s- I watched some Twitter person was p- pulled out a play from Alex Smith. And they are like, watch how – everyone talks about Alex Smith, how he always takes the check downs, how he always takes the short plays. That's not the case. So they they were like, look at how open this guy – look at how open the running back is. Smith doesn't go to him. He goes up the field to this wide receiver who's kind of covered, but Smith throws him open, and then he makes a catch near the sidelines. And that is the kind of thing that Cam is not doing. He is seeing McCaffrey open for six yards, and he's taking that every time. And I think that – I wonder if that is something that – Cam just has to get used to seeing that open and not necessarily being like, i got to take it, it's open.
1: Well, I also think it comes from the fact that this team has had basically zero screen game. I mean, Fozzie Whitaker is the best screen running back of the last six years. So, I think a lot of the scouting reports probably already – I mean, cause, because I know Norv, I think after the Dallas game, specifically mentioned that in practice the defense yeah. was dropping, and he said, no, guys, they're not going to drop that far – and instead, during the game, they were dropping even further back, mm-hmm. which means that going to McCaffrey is the right play. I, I think what I see is that there's a comfort with McCaffrey that there's not with the wide receivers and maybe not with the, I don't know if it's the North Turner playbook, but I feel like the the core of this offense being Cam and, and McCaffrey is working, but I do feel like we're still waiting for the rest right. to kind of catch up. And I don't know if that's, be, you know, I don't know the exact reason, but I do think that I like it as a fundamental piece, but it
0: can't be, as you said, J.J., the only place right. of the offense. Uh, I just feel like it's – yeah, uh, obviously they're gonna a game when he catches 14 balls out of the backfield is probably too many, especially – I get it. They were down by two touchdowns, and North said today that one of the reasons they did that is because Atlanta's defense, their scheme pulls their guys back. They're always going to give up that running back. They knew that was going to happen, and it wasn't – it yeah. And like, every yeah. team will
2: say, all right, just dink and knock the hell out of us. We'll, we'll, take, that. we'll take
0: that. But is that – I mean, if you're picking up six yards a, a play –
2: Until you cross the 50. Yeah. You sure. know, until you sure. cross the 40 or whatever. And so, Cam, I'm looking at his chart right now. He went 5-12 on passes over 10 yards. Yeah. Over yeah. 6 over 0 for 20, 6 right? over 20, yes. is
1: right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I, I, as I look at it, though, do you think that through the first two games we'd have the same number and is in the same lack of deep – Threats if you had Samuel Bird, you know, uh, available. Yeah, they're definitely
2: going to stretch it out. Go ahead. I know what you want to say. I know what I you can't. want to say. They're definitely going to stretch it out. I just, I don't know how much I believe in them as pass catchers, right? I think that we're all amazed and wild by their speed. Uh, yep. But, yep. you know, tyree kills really fast and he can catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Like John Ross last year, really, really fast. No one has ever been faster at the NFL combine than John Ross could not catch the ball even in practice. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, until I see more out of Demir Bird other than a punt return here, a nice kick return there, like, oh, wow, he got a 25-yard catch. Like, until I really see that, I, I'm i not saying that they're trash. I'm not at all saying that. But I don't think, I don't believe that if you insert them, things are different.
1: Well, I, but I would say that they are, particularly, and, and if you combine with the loss of Olson, which I know is automatically makes a difference. But I, I look at this as opening it up, not just for McCaffrey, but opening it up for Smith, for Funchess, those guys clear in a safety deep. And I really, from a space making standpoint, I think you have the top three space makers, that, that have not been available for for the most part of the, the first two games, and I, so, I think because of that, because Cam again, after you're supposed to get that security blanket back, I think I think that he has fallen to a more reserved. Passing. Yes, and let's
2: not forget if CJ Anderson catches that ball, we're yeah. probably talking yeah. about the 2 0 Carolina. I mean, we're not probably talking about it, yeah. but we may be talking about a 2 0 Carolina Panthers yeah. team. No, you're yeah. right. We don't give no, a do right. shit about the, the check downs at that point. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they've gotten 25 yard plays on the pr- two previous plays. Right. On that, it on that, on that drop.
2: Draw.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he said, I mean, obviously, what else is he going to say? He was like, you know, I blame, he bl- blamed the whole loss on himself. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but it kind—I mean, it's—it's it's not that hard to no, imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's—I mean, that's that's one of the reasons they brought him in is for pass protection and the ability to make catches, make, make catches on the run because Jonathan Stewart did that his entire career here in Carolina had let stuff bounce off his face mask. Last year, this that exact thing happened. It bounced off his hands into uh into a defender's hands for a touchdown for a touchdown, right? Yeah, I'm just pulling that out of my butt, no, yeah. my butt yeah. but I uh, yeah, yeah that that did happen. So I I just I think that the the checkdowns thing is going to be something that we talk about. It's going to be one of those weekly topics, like that everybody's like, oh well, McCaffrey only touched the ball six times this week, and then it's like, oh, McCaffrey had twenty-seven touches, or maybe not six touches, but six catches. But it's and I think it's going to waffle between way too many and not enough, and there's never an in between unless they win, and then it's then it's great. Whatever number he gets is great if they win and it's the wrong number if they lose. It's
1: just truly fascinating that we're in 2018 and we're talking about Cam Newton throwing too many uh, check-down passes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like boy, the narrative can swing hurry. Yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. Well,
0: the completion percentage is, like, too high now. Yeah. <laughs> like, throws, diff- throw it downfield. 69.
1: 69. 69. Nice. Nice. He's going to have his highest e- – I mean, easily. Easily his highest percentage. Yeah, of course. So. I and, mean, And who would have thought that throwing to a running back that's capable coming out of the backfield would imp- – Increase a quarterback's completion percentage. Like, that is that is a novel thought. I'm yeah, glad we stumbled on
0: it. Uh, well, you know what? We're we're smart. Only took seven years of his career North to get there, ahead. but we're. Yeah, it's the Norv offense. 69% Thro- on my oh, oh,
3: all, oh yes. all right.
0: Nice. Are you are you a Norv
3: believer? Um, I am, Ac- am agnostic. As, as an OC. Uh, no, I'm, a, I'm agnostic right now. Uh,
2: you know, the last, what was it, five years, he didn't have a top 15 offensive points or yards. And so. There was part of me that thought, all right, maybe he's just kind of lost his juice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, through two games, I like so far what they've done. Uh, clearly, they they beat the Cowboys pretty handily, and uh, even though they stalled a little bit there in the third quarter, and you know, I liked essentially what they did against Atlanta. C.J. has catches that ball, and I, we're talking about a whole different ball game. But uh, but no, right now I'm still agnostic on him. I
0: I think he called a great game in Atlanta. Like I like. Every everything that they dialed up, I mean, really, yes, they obviously they stalled a little bit, but again, it's an NFL offense. The Falcons get paid to play deep, paid to play defense too. So it's it's not you're not going to be able to score on every single possession. You're not Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas I City I would
2: have focused team. on Duke Riley a little bit more because he was playing like absolute garbage. He's already been replaced by a rookie linebacker out of Yale. Mm-hmm. Like I would have mm-hmm. focused on on trying to exploit Duke Riley a little sure, bit more or a third, sure, string, or a third safety string safety that was
0: in. That was in. So it's. It's uh, I, I mean again, C.J. Anderson makes that catch. It's a whole different. It's a whole different ball game, or you know, any number of things. I mean, you said you know if they that you wrote a six minutes article this week on theriotreport.com. That's theriotreport.com. We encourage you to check it, click it, love it. Uh, That basically said. That six-minute stretch between the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half is what cost them the whole game.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting. We just spent a whole time talking about checkdowns. I actually thought they there was a there was a Falcons injury at two and a half minutes, and they had in a, a, a commercial timeout. They came back, and the Panthers decided to take two deep shots, and boom, they end up turning the ball over to Matt Ryan right just underneath the two-minute warning, and letting him march down against your young secondary that looked like a young secondary going against a former MVP and Julio Jones. Yeah,
2: they're much younger secondary on
0: Sunday. Yep. It's, I, I'm legitimately afraid of what this uh, – here's a sentence that you don't Same. like to say. I'm scared of what this Bengals passing well, game is going to look Panthers. like against the Panthers. Unbelievable, yeah. right? Well, I believe, that, it. I believe it. Yeah. Well, I was I mean, big
2: on the Bengals uh, in the preseason and training camp, and I like what they've put together. 2 and I'm not surprised by it. Adam, Do we give picks at the end or do we see them now? Go, let's give them now. Go, let's I give them now. It's going to be three and zero for the
0: Bengals. Yeah, they're they're going to be uh well, that's a real hater attitude and it's a losers mentality. Welcome to half day contract with I think the Jones. Pa- I think the pa- <laughs> <laughs> <I think laughs> Jamis. A- <laughs> Did you see that Pro Football Reference added a uh, a point uh a point five for him well, the yeah they point? gave him one game one game started half game played god he's the that's the best it's such a i love that site um yeah so i personally think the panthers are going to win 100 to nothing you hear that panthers <laughs> players, he's your favorite uh but i i think that the pan the bangles passing game is borderline terrifying right now because when you look at aj green obviously you know that he's one of the best wide receivers in the league but when you add in they're they're basically doing what the Panthers wanna be doing, right? They have a they have a healthy ish tight end, pass catching tight end, who is a big target over the middle, who draws attention from everybody. They have a pass catching running back in Geo Bernard that when he comes out of the backfield he can make things happen if he needs to. They have a speed on the outside that draws attention deep, so it opens up routes inside. Like that's that's the Panthers playbook, but the Panthers don't have the health to do it, and the Bengals do. But, yep, that helps. Does it
1: matter to you that they that Dalton can't throw the ball further than 20 yards down the field? No,
0: it does not. I okay. mean, it does a little yep. bit, but I mean, did you know? Fun fact that the uh, that A.J. Green and Andy Dalton have the most completions over 50 yards since they came into the league by a wide margin. They have 21 completions of over 50 yards. Just to put that in perspective. Cam Newton has 29 f- with everybody, with and everybody in his entire career. Dalton and Green have 21. It's pretty good. I mean, and and they've they've changed their usage of AJ
1: Green. In, in years past, they would just put him on a side and leave him for the entire game. This year, through two games, they've been moving him around. They've used him from the slot more than they have before. And if there's one place that you don't want to see a dynamite receiver uh, against the Carolina Panthers, it's right against now, Captain Munderland? It's against it's in the slot. I mean. the the Falcons even did it with Julio on third and three. They, mm-hmm. they moved him to the slot and got a little a little cheap pickup, which you can't – can't. No, and that. the Falcons have been
2: using, doing that with Julio for a while, so I think Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, finally picked that up. And clearly what it wasn't working with A.J. on the outside all the time. So I talked to A.J., one, and he told me they're going to be moving me around a lot. I was like, can you give me some more specifics? He's like, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna tell anybody? But this is uh, this is exactly what he couldn't tell me. I assume. Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a problem. Yeah,
0: all of his touchdowns have yeah, come out of, slot come out of the year slot year this year. And, and, yeah, and I think they're just I going to keep – Yeah, well, through, through, two, well, through two, two, two games is three unbelievable. Three in the first 17, 17 minutes last week. Last like, last that's week. like, that's uh, stupid. Against, uh, it's, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. James, James, Bradbury, James Bradbury today or yesterday today or was like – I have faith in Captain, man. I think Captain's going to be a good matchup for AJ. And it's like, okay, I hope so. I hope so. But, I mean, it's a seven-inch height difference. He is
2: arguably – and I'm talking to arguably a top three wide receiver in the NFL. I know that everyone's going to have A.B. and Julio 1-2 in some order. Right. But right. You, have, you have Odell, you have DeAndre Hopkins, and you have A.J. Green. And I know a lot of people are going to want to put Odell in that top three. Give me A.J. Green Give me
0: all day. I mean, when you look at what A.J. Green has done over,
2: over the course of his career with a quarterback that we all agree is not that good.
1: And doesn't have an arm. I mean, he doesn't, A.J. doesn't get the cheapies. Right. You know, like he doesn't can catch catching Mahomes' balls seventy yards down the field. <laughs>
3: no, you're right. But, no, you're right. but, but
1: yeah, <laughs> AJ, AJ, I, I'm with you. I feel like Nuke n- and nationally gets both his and AJ share of the love. Like it feels like a lot of times it's like, oh, Nuke Hopkins. Right. And it should be Nuke and sure. AJ, I sure. think, in that in that class.
0: I think AJ has the problem of being – He plays being, in Cincinnati? Yeah, he plays in yeah. Cincinnati, the queen city of the north. Uh, no, but he also – is oh, such shit. It's so bad. It's so, God, yeah. it's so terrible. It's, I, okay. it whoa, in whoa, We're bad whoa. We're
3: bad
1: okay, wow. Montgomery Inn is bad, even <laughs> though eating on the river is fun. I, uh, Skyline
0: Chili, Gold Star Chili, not garbage, though. Now, I, I'm – you know what? I'm gonna reveal my ignorance here. Skyline chili is the one that comes on yeah, spaghetti, yeah, right? Okay. That's well, yeah, they put there. all that but
2: shit on, on the spaghetti though, and it's all bad.
0: No, yeah, it's I. Uh, oh, I'm not a big chili guy just in general. Although on a nice hot warm, yeah, but nice cold on a nice day. cold they day, a nice cold day
2: as a as as a like just chili. Like they put chili on the okay. spaghetti.
0: Real quick, have you had uh, uh, you
1: know, you travel, so you yeah. have you, you had actual skyline, not not the Harris cedar out of no, the 100%, can. I've okay. had Skyline chili. Okay. I actually prefer Gold Star over Skyline chili. But now, what is that?
0: It's it's, it's, it's just heard of
1: that. well it's it's another it's another it's, Cincinnati chain. It's the duffs and anchor yeah.
2: bar and Bow yeah, okay. and, yes. right. Exactly. That's Gold Star and Skyline.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um the finely shredded cheddar cheese on top, the short the short, soft uh, supple hot dog buns. It is a delicious experience. and...
0: The hot dog buns is one of the highlights of the chili.
1: No, no, because you get the chili uh, conies. There's different. Yeah, you can, cause no. you no, cause you're, you can. It's
0: such you order. It's like
1: Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> chili dog. Why are we acting like chili dog is not a not you an see, actual? That's a chili
0: dog. That's, that's what
1: f- it is. There's there's two you there's didn't different. Say, ways. You said
0: it comes over. It comes over spaghetti. There's a sauce. Is there a bun on the side?
1: I'm so confused They're, Believe it or that. not, they have menus in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to Waffle House and only get the hash browns. Sometimes. Yeah.
3: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> listen. I would like to take that.
1: <laughs> Luke is <laughs> actually texting me right now to yeah. defend the honor of Cincinnati my, Yeah,
0: we'd like to take some time for uh, Colin to announce his mayoral candidacy running against, <laughs> running against Kane. <laughs>
1: King of the Queen City.
0: Yeah, I don't have any. That's chili sounds terrible. I'm out. I feel like no, every not. place has a uh, like a food that they're famous for. I guess Charlotte is famous for barbecue, right? Pimento, Pimento, Pimento cheese, cheese, right?
1: That's what they're trying to claim over yeah.
0: I guess. I feel like it's like North Carolina in general gets
2: barbecue.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's more eastern North Carolina, although the best barbecue is being made in Hemingway, South Carolina. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> With that
2: garbage mustard sauce?
1: No, 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 no. We'll talk about that. <laughs> there's a there's a you there's a beard. Roll, you're, you're pulling an AJ Green up right up. now. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> but you can't <laughs> tell anybody else. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Talented yeah. sons. Um Co-sign. I think that uh <laughs> <laughs> I I so obviously the defensive line <laughs> 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 yeah, Nikki Nikki back! Now we're just now we're just struggling. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Well we knew we were gonna go off the rails at some point. I'm just glad it involved Chili. Um the defensive line last week was Terrible to use Ron Rivera's word. Uh, why? What do you think it was? Do you think it was laziness, as he said? Do you okay. think it was just bad, bad time? Ta- do you think it was a bad day to have a bad day?
1: Can I put my my, put my, my coaching cap on here for do. just Hang a second? On, I'll get the cap. Um, do you guys think that he went after a veteran group because it it really wasn't? I don't think it was all the veteran group's fault. Like, I don't think if the secondary had played the way the the D line had played that they would that Ron would have gone after them. I think because they're one of the seasoned veteran groups that I think he felt a little bit more comfortable calling them out. Because that's not something we tip around. No, it's
2: out. not. And, I mean, he had to be hot after the game to say that and, and use the words that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was also like letting the coaches know, hey, we need a better rotation Yeah. Uh, yeah. going on there. Peppers has to play more. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't – I've never – I didn't understand the Vernon Butler pick when it happened. Nope, nope. And he, like I said, I rewatched the game today, and he he just didn't show up other than the one time he got uh, flagged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't understand it. I don't I don't understand his playing time.
3: I thought
0: there was a real chance a real during training camp that he was going to lose his spot to to like Kendrick Norton or one of those like somebody was going to make the raw. He was when everybody said who's your surprise cut? Vernon Butler was was him for me, and I think that he is not going to come back on once they once this contract runs out. But it's like they yeah. shouldn't pick up the 5th Yeah, office. no. I agree. It it's not worth it. I mean, he's a th- he's a third defensive tackle and I get it you're playing behind KK and whatever that you play the same position, da yada yada. Da, da. I just don't think he's that good. Well, and and it's one of the few times,
1: now Grant, I mean they've had some other with Kel- Kelvin Benjamin obviously right. comes to mind. But even on, even on draft night, they disagreed about who he was going to be, about whether or not he could be star or whether or not he could be KK and Ron and and Dave were not in lockstep even on that on that night, and I think Ron's been proven out on this one because the thought was that he was gonna he could do both, he might be able to do both.
2: I don't know why because it, so it reminded me of the Bobcats when they drafted Cody Zeller and swore that he was that he could stretch things out, and I was like Rich Cho, you're lying to my face. He was like, yeah.
1: Look, he looked great in the Kings warm uh, workout. I saw it on YouTube. It was ridiculous Yeah.
2: yeah. Vernon Butler. Got five sacks in his entire career at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, yeah. You you can't if you didn't get to the quarterback at Louisiana Tech, you're not getting to the quarterback in the NFL, and that's bared out. How many sacks? One and a half. Yeah, yeah. In his career, like it, it, if it didn't happen in college against really bad competition, it's not going to happen against the greatest competition in the world.
0: No, I, I I think that that. So when you say when it's like he called out the defensive line, I think specifically he was calling out the defensive tackles. And I, it's an interesting way to look at it that he was calling them out as opposed to calling out the secondary. I I feel like the defensive line just didn't play well. I mean they they didn't do their job, which is occupying blocks, moving blockers around. The the offensive line did whatever they wanted, and that's not a particularly good offensive line in Atlanta. It's a fine offensive line, but it's not it's, it's not, not <laughs> exactly, and it's not. They should not have gotten pushed around like that, especially if you think that your defensive line is. The highlight of your defense this is a strong point, is a focal point when you have you spent so much money on Dontari Poe and one
2: hundred and seventy rushing yards. Yeah, yes. I didn't know they had that many. Yeah, no, it's it's. I knew Stevan Coleman eclipsed the hundred yard mark. I'm looking at the stat sheet now. I didn't know they got
0: one. Edo Smith looked like freaking Gay S- Gail Sayers. Like it was insane.
2: Boy. who did he put in the spin cycle? Uh, uh, was it Dante? Yeah, yeah Dante. Dante.
0: Yeah, he like hit the hit the trigger on on Xbox and just like it was. Like and Dante putting it, it down, but it was yeah. you know 25 yards down. Yeah. And that was, and then of course
1: Ridley got him for the touchdown Ooh, at the end that of that one on one. That was a bad but, drive for
0: Dante Jackson. But
1: the third and nine pass interference where they could have gotten off the field was hmm. Was those just going to happen. Was just, well, yeah, and, and well, and they got one. They got one in the second half too. The, the Panthers did to actually extend one of their drives. Um, one of those questionable yeah, PIs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I think uh, whatever questionable PIs questionable it
1: happens I'm just saying that you you, instead of Dante Jackson getting off the field he then misses a tackle then gets burned burned for a touchdown touchdown. it's not a good look for him and
0: and you know what whatever he's a rookie that's going to happen when you're starting a rookie when that those kind of bad series are going to happen and the you just want more good series than bad and we'll we'll see what happens I'm not sure he's even going to play this Sunday um especially you know they had the bye coming up if he's if he's even questionable I think they're going to hold him out um so I think you're going to see a lot of Corn Elder, who now you're starting a fifth round pick that's got to keep up with John Ross. It's got to play against Tyler Boyd. Not that these guys are, you know, world beaters, but still, I mean, that's it's a tough matchup.
1: Yeah, and to take to take it back to what Rivera said real quick about the defensive line. I I think also you see he felt like they let one get away, and to let one get away on the road against the, a division opponent in a division where, <laughs> if the Bucks are going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good good luck everybody. I mean we're just everybody's just gonna wait for the chips to fall. The I, I the feel year. like
0: last year I said at the beginning of the year I was like, well the Saints are just not gonna be good, so I'm just gonna count out the Saints. And then they started 0 and 2, and I was like, oh, look at how right. Look at the big brain for the fourth on Josh. Yeah, for the fourth and, year and in then in all row. of a sudden they just. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn it around, and it's like, and and I've been saying this whole time, like, well, the Bucks are going to be terrible, and now they start two and zero, and I'm just maintaining that they're going to be terrible. But it's like, I, I don't know. I, mean, I picked them to
2: be terrible because I picked them to be really good and win the NFC South last year, and then they were terrible. Yeah. So it um, was a spite pick,
1: Professional spite right. pick.
2: Like they're doing exactly what I thought they should have done last year. Like, oh, Deshaun Jackson is open downfield. Let's throw him the ball. Yeah. Well, is Jameis just not a good quarterback? He's not a good deep, deep uh, field thrower.
1: He doesn't value the football yeah. enough. Yeah,
2: that's a great phrase. He does not. He yeah. just he believes that, okay, we'll get it back.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to give my guys a chance. You know,
2: it's like, eh. So, here's the thing. As I mentioned with Vernon Butler, if you don't get sacks at a lower level in college, you're not going to get them in the, in the pros. Just like in college football, if you can't catch the ball in college football, Kelvin Benjamin, you're not going to catch the ball. You're gonna have a high drop rate in the NFL. So if you turn the ball over a lot in college, like Andrew Luck did, like Jameis Winston did, you're gonna turn the ball over a lot in the NFL. Like yep. these things they continue on. No you don't, you don't get that you don't work that out. It's
0: it it is continually amazing to me that so many first round picks can fail. That that the first round pick success rate is like forty six percent. Like that's insane to me. And when I say success rate, I mean staying in the league. Through your first contract, like so many of these guys are just cut after three years, and they don't.
2: And that's like, why we're not seeing. That's why we're seeing the de-emphasis of the draft of, for some of these really solid teams. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. The The Patriots don't give a shit about draft picks.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, I mean, they keep they keep trading back, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's because Belichick
2: is so smart." It's like, no, yeah. ah,
0: they just don't care. They don't want to pay the money for the first. Yeah. But they know
2: that some. Bums over here think that they could just load up on a bunch of fourth rounders and become the next Seahawks defense. Like, yeah, good luck doing it. The Seahawks can't even replicate what they did in 2012. Yeah, no, I mean, that. yeah.
1: Look, there. all you have to do is nail a, a draft or two where you get like some starters out of day three, and then you go win. Like that's what being a GM's all about. <laughs> that's so it. I don't know why it's so hard. Well, I, feel I, don't
0: <laughs> I feel like you <laughs> that's the best Twitter impression I've ever heard in my
3: <laughs> life. Just <laughs> all of Twitter in general. I, I don't love see that. what's I so lo-
1: hard. By the way, did you guys miss that, uh, that that we've decided that DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley's careers are now over, and that Calvin Ridley is a better wide receiver than DJ Moore? Oh, we just cut. We called it. Yeah, a week after Calvin Ridley, you know, posted the do not, yeah. Then now it's it's clear. It's way better way than better. DJ Moore.
0: No, I th- I just yeah. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I almost <laughs> responded to your Twitter accusation, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get drawn I'm <laughs> not gonna get drawn into this. <laughs> You're not gonna be but <laughs> let's talk about which wide receivers need to step up for the Carolina Panthers. Do you think that Devin Funchess played well? Wait, wait, hang on. So I saw some stuff online. Or not even saw some stuff. I was talking to somebody and they said. You know devin Funches caught seven of nine passes for seventy seven yards that's that's a pretty good day, and it's like okay i when you kind of step back, you just look at the stats and you're like okay that yeah, uh, yeah that that is kind of a that's that's a fine day if you're a fantasy player, you're not sad about that, but for what they want out of devin Funches, I don't think that that's enough
1: no I mean not if he's going to be the, the one which I, I don't. And can can uh, he
2: give more? That's that's the thing. Well, okay, yes. So so let's frame it right because I, I you're right. We're right here together on this. We're simpatico. That he is not going to give you eye popping number one receiver numbers because he may not be a, an eye popping number one receiver. Right. And so I know that they're they're kind of forcing him into that role. But is the seven catches for seventy seven yards as much as you're going to really kind of get out of him?
0: And is that enough?
1: Well, I I uh, wanted I want to ask a question about the drops. What do you What was your guys' impression of the drops on Sunday? Because there were numerous drops. Yep. But I also thought there was a lot of tight windows <laughs> the cam was able to squeeze the ball into. They were not, they weren't Ted Ginn drops, if you will, if you'll allow me that. There was there was a lot of tough catches, and you could say, hey, NFL players, you you, you pros, you got to make that. There's not a lot of guys on this receiving court uh, this receiving court that are paid <laughs> to make those grabs necessarily either.
0: I I think that players. Players are gonna drop balls. That's gonna happen. Right. It. it and it's so not gonna it just happen. This hap- wasn't
1: the. This wasn't the drop game.
0: Right. Yeah. It's. It's gonna be. No. It was kind of the drop. I mean, they had. They had what eight drops? Like that's a ton. And all of them happen to come at the same. Yeah. See. There you go. He, but he, we
1: got C.J. Anderson in the game, so. Whew. Yeah. He <laughs> needs problem bigger, solved, he everybody. Needs problem solved.
0: He's the bowling ball. <laughs> He's thunder to Christian's lightning. Can we do
1: anything other than thunder and lightning, earth, wind, and fire? Like, is is this <laughs> Wait, is all we get? we
0: earth, wind, and fire? Who's yeah, that was wind? the old
1: that was the old Giants uh, with Jacobs and Ward and oh, I don't remember that. Hickson?
3: Oh
2: no, Hickson know. was he a was wide receiver. receiver. I want like I want to last year when there was Jonathan Stewart and Chris McCaffrey and they both played piano. I was big on you know the Black Keys or like Ebony and Ivory. Sure, Ebony and Ivory I, I, I think was the made the most sense. Yes, but I don't have. I mean, you. There's no, there's no nickname because they're not good enough.
0: No, not yet. Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw is uh, the yeah. third. Who was? earth in that. Earth seems me. Earth Brandon seems Jacobs. like you're like throwing, you're like, you're wind, you're fire, you're earth, dog. You're.
1: Yeah. Say, say it to a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yes. <Yeah,
2: it's true. laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but as I look at this wide receivers, I think it comes down to Cam. I think Cam has to, I think, you know, we talked about with the checkdowns with CMC. I think it comes down to Cam's comfort level and throwing to these guys. And. Unfortunately, that seems to be something that is taking some time this season.
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I think like Jarius Wright is probably his first read True. on third down now. It <laughs> it <seems> like <laughs> Third Down. Yeah, exactly. Janky Thumb, that's his nickname. It's it's his, is it? Yeah, he's got a real janky thumb. Uh, like, like, is this Cam's, like what? Nickname, yeah, Cam's nickname. nickname? Yeah, it's Cam's nickname. I didn't make okay. this up. Yeah, right. Cam called him that.
2: Uh an interesting word to yeah, yeah. I not use janky when I'm referring to like some garage wrestling show.
0: Yeah, uh, or like the way that you put something together. I feel like <laughs> you yeah, I was put you say if together, I fix yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, like uh, yeah, like uh, uh, I put that phone together. It's a little janky, but it's fine. It's going to get the job done. It makes calls, but like the nine doesn't work. Like that's don't how. move it too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it in the same spot. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough test. So, you know what? You said, do we do picks? I, I don't think we should do picks, but I think let's think do – the are going to lose. Yeah. It's no. like you don't do want to do it. I want to do – I don't – I will neither confirm nor deny that statement. This uh, so is why he's a national guy. I, I think it's – yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, whatever. They're going to lose. I love the Bucks. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I love the
2: city of Atlanta as well. Yeah, that's
0: fine. Let's talk about the halftime show then. I, I would assume you have some sort of feelings about it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know. Can you update me on this situation? Oh, sure. Just briefly.
0: Um, the Super Bowl halftime show has been announced that in the city of Atlanta, where, which will be hosting the Super Bowl, uh, Maroon 5. Hot damn. Will be, will be the musical act. And uh, today going to be joined by Cardi B. And Travis Scott as well. So they tried to like couch it a little bit. Well, yeah, you you didn't see that. Yeah, that's uh, breaking news.
1: Wow. Well, when you go to a city that has no musical history or lineage, I mean, you get you're gonna get what you get, and that's that's what Atlanta gets. Yeah, I guess. That was. <laughs> <laughs> there the flabbergasted I, I wish, look. I wish the flabbergasted look uh. on JJ's face for a second.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'm recovering. <laughs> So I mean they've had what like eight Super Bowls in New Orleans and it's not like they've ever brought out like um, Alan you know. Toussaint Are <laughs> you're right trombone shorty yeah, yeah. and so no, I he kidding. would have
0: been I feel like trombone shorty was at the last Super Bowl I'm gonna Google that Go ahead. Google that
2: and so I understand that like not everywhere do you get somebody who is is tied to that area I understand however Atlanta has just such great rap history from from. Ludacris, and Jermaine Dupree, and Usher, and Lil Jon, and you know, that's before we get into the greatest rap group of all time, Outkast, you have, yeah, you got Migos, you got Ray Shrum, I like, there's so many great rappers and rap groups there, that I even wrote some fan fiction for Sports Illustrated that was uh, on our website today, Um, that that, sounds like a nice plug, yeah, click on that, SI.com. Where I envisioned a Atlanta rap medley uh, for the halftime show and how it would go, opening with Jermaine Dupri's "Welcome to Atlanta." Yeah, of course. And closing with a surprise appearance by Outkast, where uh, they do "Hey Ya." So you think a, you think an unannounced. Outcast performance. Well, would so, be the best. Yes, because leading up to Outcast, you're going to have Usher
3: Lil Jon and Ludacris doing Yeah. Sure. And mm-hmm. everyone, okay, it's crescendoed. Like, we have hit it. It was Yeah. It was a number one hit for weeks on weeks. And then, boom, Big Boy
2: and Andre 3K walk out. And, it, you know, I like to hear Bombs Over Baghdad because I think that's yeah, their think best. We all but they have to play a number one hit, and it would be Hey Yeah. What else could they play aside from Bombs Over Baghdad or Hey Yah? I think they. Well, it has to be a pump-up song, right? <laughs> the entire cool. saint album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, you can't play ATL-ins or you know
0: Elevators. Yeah, Fish and Grits. That's not what it's called. What's the? You know what I'm talking? About? What's that? What's the name of that song? It has a weird name to it. You could play. You could do Miss Jackson.
2: You could do Miss Jackson.
0: <laughs> but I, I don't think that it would. I, yeah. You got to go out on a high note. Yeah. So it's got to be Hey Ya yeah, or okay. Bond-o, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Big Boy would not be
1: happy. If that's true. I was just gonna. Yeah. I was. I was gonna ask because it. What he? Did, you know.
2: did, did you just clap along? Yeah, I mean you do the you do the jazz hand fingers. I know. It yeah, would be it's cool. no, it'd be awesome. I, it's good. for me, it's Bonds over Baghdad.
0: I think yeah. if they're gonna, if Outcast is going to be there at the Super Bowl halftime show, which I think there still is a chance that it's still going to happen. I think after all this blowback, the NFL might be like, all right, let's maybe because you know they always do that thing where it's like, here's the special
1: mess up, mess up, and then try and fix it. Is that what you were about to say? The NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the press <Prince> hologram. <laughs> I. When was the last time it was a, 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 a city kind of had an identity a
0: Super Bowl halftime? I I am
2: I don't know if there's been one. Because I don't know if there ever has.
0: The one that jumped to mind was you 2 doing the the 9/11 thing, yeah. but yeah. that's
2: I mean Beyoncé in New Orleans. I mean, cuz she's from Texas, so I mean that's probably as close as you're going to get, but right. not really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- it would be cool. And I think w- I think more than anything it's it's actually I n- I don't want to say a new way to look at it, but I think that this was probably one of those corporate decisions that got made, just the old, the old meat grinder. Right, who does Pepsi want? Sure, stuff. 5, they're good. They got yeah. some bangers. And, like, they didn't even I, – I, I don't even know if they even considered where they were playing this, you yeah. know, the Super Bowl when they were making that decision. But I, but I love the idea of – you know, because the city really does kind of get left out in the cold on these things a lot of times. Like, it's like, thanks, thanks for – you know, but you don't really get any kind of ownership out of it. Where's the Super Bowl next year?
2: Just for fun, it's uh, Miami because it is Super Bowl – L I V. Okay. Oh.
0: Yeah, man. It's gonna be all the way live. Uh. <laughs> so. So who does that one? If it's in Miami Pitbull and Will Smith, right? That's right. <laughs> Will Smith and Pitbull.
1: That's the one they're gonna get right. They're I make, would You people. <laughs> you people asked last year. We've decided we're gonna make this right. We've got. We got Buffett. We got Will Smith, and we got Pitbull. Magic right. is gonna and happen. And I'm gonna say, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> I would love a Will
0: Smith Aftime Show. I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's play a game. I know Nikki's not here, and I know she loves the games, but uh, I wanted to play a small game of a little game that we like to call Cam to K-1. It's one of our favorites here. Uh, And it is a game where you are going to rank the food because you're a national NFL writer. And you have been to multiple press boxes around the country. That's true and we are going to ask you to rank the food in each city. You know what? I'm gonna throw out the press boxes. Let's rank food in the cities that you're traveling to. Okay, I was very
2: ready for press boxes. I know, I but it. now
0: I like to throw you a little curveball because it's yes. more fun. It's gonna be KM to K1, so one through 99, obviously, but you wanna pick whatever number it is, you are gonna say the Panther player of that number. It could be a Panther player throughout history. If you wanna rank it a 17, that could be a Jake Valum. If You wanna rank it a 48, that's Steven Davis. Okay, uh, 95. That's a uh, D'Antari 12. Yes. Do, should I give you five more examples? <laughs> do you understand? If how it's the game a five, works. it's Michael <laughs> Pilardi. Uh So let's start close to home. Don't go Atlanta, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Georgia. What do you got? Cam to K1. And if it's low, it's not good. And if it's high, exactly. It's yeah, good. We're, yeah. We're not ranking them from one to 99 versus cities.
1: Can I add a question to this, or am I allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I? Can I, can I? If you, I might have, come, a, if you I, have a must-get mm, in any of these cities, you feel yeah, free to include fun.
2: Atlanta, for me, is just going to be a Dan Morgan.
0: Okay, yeah. all right. That's uh, anything that you have no know must-gets in Atlanta,
2: right? There's the, eh. You know, it's a it's a fine place, but it's not something that, like, oh, this is the one. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take it back. Okay. When, before Super Rico came to Charlotte, I was always going to Super Rico.
0: How does it cut how does it stack up here in Charlotte?
2: Uh, it tastes the same. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's but good now news. it's in Charlotte and so I'm like, well, forget it.
0: Let's try and spike the numbers here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh man. I mean we're
2: we're at a, a full bowl of and peppers. Yeah, that's that's a high number. That's nice. What was the, the best, best
1: thing, thing you ate while you were down there for the party? Uh I
2: mean we it's one of those things where somebody knew of a place, and so we went there and we just had oysters, but I had no clue what the names of those places were because at that point in the evening. Sure. You were reading. Yeah. yeah. Well, if Yours. there's one thing you want to eat late night, it's oysters. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, slapped that Tabasco sauce on it.
0: I like the the accoutrements to oysters. I don't like the oysters themselves. So, like, people will go eat oysters. I'll just have a cracker with, like, horseradish and, and Tabasco and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Sorry, it doesn't taste like boogers. He's a fake uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota.
2: Um, did you go there for training camp? I did not. I was there for the Super Bowl, and so I'm going to go Richie Brockle. Oh,
0: that's a good That's a good one. I like that. I'm going
2: Richie Brockle. Uh, Restaurant Alma is fantastic.
0: This... This is more fun than I thought it would be. For me, I'm having a great time. (laughs) The listeners are probably like, and click off, unsubscribe. (laughs) One more, and it is going to, well, two more. The first one is going to be New York City. Oh, man, I love
2: Applebee's up there. They, well they have that uh that is, is that, that where the real good new york, new york, is that where the good ones? located? That's yeah right. <laughs> right there that's
0: why they call it the big apple yeah because the best apple piece is up there seriously i mean if so you I got the name, right? a really good
2: slice of authentic new york pizza Sabaro. yeah absolutely
0: Ooh. um <laughs> we've done a lot of office talk on here
2: and yeah. so we yeah. Can, yeah okay no, you're yeah, with yeah, me yeah, of uh course. new york's a Musin mohammed wow that's yeah. so lower than lower than new orleans i just i, I love new orleans and vibe and everything. I, I'm not going to give anyone a K-1 short, Yeah. so understand that.
0: I mean, that'd be, of course, that'd be, you would just live there. Why would okay. you not live somewhere that you're going to give a KK right. or a Brunson Buckner?
2: I'm sure that there are people here listening are like, well, Charleston is a K-1, and I'm like, oh.
0: Charleston's a, uh, yeah. <sighs> well, on, this, you know, it's almost it's and all... Ian Thomas at best. Yeah. Apologies
2: to Kelsey Riggs, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's on, on it's, it's on the rise. It's on the rise. Yeah, that's, well, they like to I fancy
2: think. themselves
1: as such.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, but,
1: but it is nice to be able to go to places that don't have shrimp and grits every now and again. Yeah, year. it is.
0: Everywhere is like, you know what you need to have? The shrimp and grits. It's, spe- <laughs> it's our specialty. <laughs> Chef recommends. We're the ones. What about Charlotte, North Carolina? Let's hear it. <clears throat> Here we go. And the surrounding area. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Including... As far out as, I don't know, say, Shelby? <laughs>
2: Perhaps. Um, I got to say, man, I, God, i get run out of town I'd to say the real thing. Um,
1: I don't think it's that good. I'm not inspired by a lot of the places. I think a lot of these places spend more time with the decorations they put on the wall than they do with the food.
2: Right
0: i'm at a i'm at a tyler larson right now
2: yeah i'm right there I'm, I'm right there on uh nondescript offensive lineman number exactly yeah just
0: like yeah, i chose tyler larson because you know nice <laughs> up top but uh yeah it's uh, it's i'll fine. say
2: i'll say andrew norwell
0: okay that's fair yeah you want to go a little bit below me i get that colin what do you got charlotte north carolina uh, well i, I, as I, I really just want to hear what like what obscure player you're give out.
1: Oh, oh gosh. I I uh I was on a very Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, geez. oh, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess it's going to uh, be Tony uh, Fiamat. uh I guess it'll be. Yeah, I guess it'll be a Shack Thompson of 54. <laughs> um, no, I, I really I've really been disappointed. I feel like it has it's it's kind of flatlined. And, and granted, I don't, you know, I'm not going to spend it at the high dollar places, but I like to go and eat and, and feel like I'm not paying for the uh the environment at least because I eat more lunch uptown than I do than I do um, dinner, which there are plenty. Really of
0: stalling to get this number out. Uh, no, really, stalling. really,
1: stalling. I don't have. A, I, I hadn't. I hadn't, Don't have a good number for it. I, I feel like you're still a buster. Yeah, I exactly. Am. I am. I don't even know who I I'm gonna
0: know. do. And then uh, here comes a dude.
1: No, I don't. I really was. I'm struggling. Like it's, you're it's, googling, it's like no. watching no. Google. You're That's so just like I don't know what I'm gonna click. I'm trying to think what the I'm trying to think what the the correct ranges. You guys, you guys are, you guys are a tag teaming me here. I don't <laughs> know. I go to lunch. I didn't even get included in the pregame notes. I go notes. to lunch. I didn't even get included in the pregame notes. Listen, I have a two year old. You know what I have for dinner? I have peanut butter crackers. Okay. I just want a question <laughs> I can bring Just carry them in. in my bag. Yeah,
3: do you have the number. Yeah. yeah so, uh, well, I think I,
1: w- I will say that, uh, that I think that Cincinnati Chili is a Wes Horton. <laughs> here, here, I don't want to play your games. <laughs> I'm, I'm refusing to play your games now. I don't like this. I don't like your tones.
0: I don't like your attitude. Oh, man. That was just a tremendous display oh, of absolute nonsense. <laughs> Proud of you for getting that. You, you really did a nice job, uh, Jonathan Jones. Where can people find you on the internet if you would even like them to find you?
2: If you must find me, you can find me uh, at In Saint Louis. Yes, um, more Saint Louis text. Huh? Um, si.com on Twitter at Jones nine, and those are the only places that I like to be found.
0: Yeah. Do you have like a private Instagram that you? Don't I do like not. To... I do not
2: post to Instagram. I do have an Instagram, but I don't post. Yeah. Uh, Just for lookies. Yeah, I, I keep Facebook to see who from high school was pregnant, engaged, married, divorced. Sure. Um, and and, usually all of those things at the same time, right? And then on LinkedIn, I just get people who are CPAs who want to do my taxes, <laughs> like all the time. I get like seven requests a week from just CPAs. Is this how you guys do it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Colin, what's
0: your internet situation? Uh, you, you can tweet me at
1: colinclt only intelligent inquisitions. Is that happen. is that happen? Is that what we do on Twitter? That doesn't happen. Yeah, only on until
0: well, you're gonna get a lot of very intelligent people. My name is Josh Klein. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I have a real Instagram. It's at Josh Klein Mostly pictures of my dog. Enjoy that. And uh, Nikki, we love you, and we wish that you were here right now. We will see you next time on One Day Contract. Jonathan Jones, your One Day Contract is
2: up. One two one two three. Yeah. National underground thunderbolts when I stop the ground Like a million elephants or silverback A tank, you can't stop a train Who wants up, don't come unprepared I'll leave there, but when I leave there Better be a household name Brother man telling us it ain't going rain So now we sitting in a drop top soaking wet In the silk suit trying not to sweat Hit some of without the net, But this be the year that we won't forget One nine nine